Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we are going to talk to David about his recovery from COVID-19 and how that's going and uh, check in with him on the latest on that front, how his offseason is going. Also, the latest NASCAR news and notes. And we'll have our Ask David segment, our first official off-season show that we will be bringing to you here on Let's Go Racing. And as always, we are presented by our friends at Whataburger. Don't forget that every Whataburger is made fresh, served hot, and prepared just like you like it. Want jalapenos and cheese on that? No problem. They've got you covered. Whataburger, proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. David Starr joins us right now. David, it is Thanksgiving week, and I am thankful that you are feeling better, my friend. Welcome back. How are we doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Glad to see you guys and, and to be on our podcast and uh, been a busy day today for me. But, uh, man, I'm just uh, – man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better and uh, looking forward to talking with you guys. No doubt. Dominic Argon from the RacingExperts.com is here as well. Dom, happy Thanksgiving. How are we feeling? Happy Thanksgiving back at you, Tyler. Awesome to have some time off here to spend with family and friends here in New Mexico. And, yeah, David, glad to hear you're, you're sounding better and you're looking a lot better. So, David, let's uh, let's start there. Address the elephant in the room. Uh, you, you get diagnosed with uh, COVID nineteen. We hear Carl uh, break the news on Sirius XM the within the week of the Phoenix race. Tell me about what exactly uh, went down. I remember when we taped this show the Tuesday after the final race. You you weren't feeling great and. Then, uh, you know, everything kind of went from there. Tell us about uh, those those days that uh, led up to you testing positive and, and all. Well, man, the cool thing is I feel great today. Uh, the bad part about it was, uh, you know, uh, I got COVID while we were in Phoenix, while we were racing there. I didn't realize that a couple of guys on our team, our NBA team, uh, wasn't feeling good, I guess, uh, Friday afternoon into Saturday, and uh, uh, from what I learned from Carl, uh, you know, we, we had such a busy weekend there at Phoenix, and uh, we celebrated a lot together by high-fiving each other and hugging each other, and uh, not knowing that a, a couple of guys obviously had COVID there, and then uh, when I got back to Texas here, I uh, got back on a Monday evening and I worked at our race uh, race shop on Tuesday and we had our podcast that Tuesday night. And, and man, I was feeling not very good that evening when we, when we did our last, last podcast and uh, woke up Wednesday morning with a, a bad case of the flu, which the flu turned into obviously having COVID. But, uh, but man, that was... Uh, I don't wish that on anybody, you know, for me personally, uh, it was just having the worst flu. You can, you know, uh, your temperature, high temperature, achy, uh, very achy, uh, no energy, lost my taste, lost my uh, sense of smell. And, uh, but, you know, fortunately I was able to recover in about six, seven days, but man, it was, uh, it, it felt just horrible uh, as I was going through it. Uh, laying in bed for four or five days was uh, not fun. I, uh, I can't stand laying in bed for that long, that period of time. But, man, you're uh, – man, it's uh, – it was just a bad case of the flu, to be honest with you. And, uh, and I'm so thankful and blessed I have recovered. And uh, I don't want to ever have to go through that. And I wish nobody else has to either. Uh, it's not fun for anybody, but a lot of people go through it. And some, some people get through it with like no symptoms or not even sick. Others people I, I have to deal with having a bad, uh, having just the worst flu uh, temperature. I mean, just feeling horrible. Some people had to go to the hospital. Unfortunately, uh, you know, after that, man, we, we, we've all heard and known somebody who's uh, lost their life from COVID, man. So it's nothing to play with. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very thankful and blessed that, uh, that I got in it and got past it, no doubt. Well, and, and David, the, the thing that stands out to me about, you know, you getting this is, you know, you're 54 years old. You, 
you work out every day, you're in great shape. Obviously, you're a professional athlete and such, and yet here you were bedridden six, seven days. If there's anything that we can take away from your experience and you know, to the folks out there is this can happen to anybody. You can be in good health and still get hit by this and go through all the effects and all the symptoms of it. I mean, this, uh, this virus knows no bounds. No, it, you know, it doesn't discriminate. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I really thought I was, uh, immune to it. You know what I mean? Because, uh, Obviously, when the world shut down, the United States, our sport back March 2020, uh, you know, I was, um, I would say I was uh, careless with it. Uh, I didn't take it that serious. And I was still flying here, flying there, visiting with people. And uh, I like to shake people's hands. I hug people. I'm a very personal person. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I like to shake people's hands and hug people. It's just the way I was, I don't know. I'm just, that's how, that's who I am, you know? And, uh, and it wasn't until about four or five months into the, uh, uh, into the, you know, uh, the COVID situation, uh, uh, that I realized I had a friend of mine that passed away from it, man. And it hit at home pretty hard. And, uh, and it's somebody that I knew, uh, that was healthy young man, uh, passed away from COVID, hell, I, it just, I started really paying attention and trying to educate myself on it, wearing a mask and be more conscious of other people around me and myself and my family, you know, so, uh, but anyway, I really, even though uh, that happened and, and I was uh, a little more, a lot more aware of, uh, of, of COVID and how you contracted it and mask and you know, trying to uh, not be in large crowds, I still was around a lot of people and I never, I never, I was never sick for about three and a half years. And I really thought in my mind that I was never, ever going to get COVID, you know what I mean? So coming, you know, getting home from our last race of the year and, and, and feeling awful and, and getting the flu and, and learning it, the flu was COVID. Uh, man, it can happen to anybody, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously, I think I take care of myself. I really think I'm pretty healthy. Uh, you know, I exercise a lot. I try to, you know, be as clean and as healthy as a person as I can possibly be. Uh, but, man, it, uh, man, it, it's just uh, getting COVID is, I can assure you that it's not fun. And, uh, man, I, I felt like at times when you're laying in bed, it's like, man, it's just the, the you can't feel any worse, you know. Uh, the only blessing of it is I, I was, I'd never had to go to the hospital, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was having breathing problems. I could breathe fine and everything, but I just felt horrible, you know, but my breathing was good. So, you know, kind of in my head, I knew that, you know, that I wasn't coughing and wasn't having trouble breathing anything like that you know just felt uh, you know how you guys get how we all get the flu we feel horrible that's just what it felt like to me but don't wish that on anybody it wasn't fun at all well and David when you look back on your COVID diagnosis and recovering I mean what was the lowest point or was there a low point on that entire stretch of being sick and, and having COVID-19 Man, I, I guess, you know, when you're quarantined in a room upstairs, you know, and, and the toughest part to me is messing my wife and my boys, you know what I mean? They didn't even want to see me, you know what I mean? They, uh, you know, so I was quarantined to a, a, uh, a spare bedroom upstairs and, you know. Uh, uh, I've stayed in know, that room a couple of times. Absolutely, you have, and uh, they knock on the door, you know, and if you can get enough energy to get out of bed to grab your food or, or, or the drugs you're taking, uh, you know, I was on a schedule with medicine and, uh, you know, but not being able to touch my, my wife or my boys, I, I think that was the toughest part, man, you know what I mean, just messing my family, and they were just in the same house, but you know, they, uh, you didn't want to get anybody else sick. Uh, you didn't, you know, so, you know, I was okay with that, but I guess if there was a, a point where it's like, man, I hate this, uh, was not being able to hug my family. Uh, and then, 
times where you're laying in bed and you're just, you just, man, you just feel so bad, you know, your body's aching and you just, you curled up and you just don't, you can't really do anything. You know what I mean? You, you almost have to make yourself move or, or, uh, I mean, sometimes when, you know, I was like, man, I want to take a shower brush my teeth, you know, I had to talk myself into it. I mean, that's how much energy I didn't have, you know? So, uh, but anyway, uh, none of it, uh, from what experience I've been through it, none of it's any fun. And I hope you guys or anybody else we know never gets it. Well, and, and the thing that I'm fortunate, not only for you that you're okay at everything, but that if you were going to get it, at least it happened after the season i mean could you imagine david if this would have gone down a week prior and if you would have missed the championship race at phoenix or or any of that i mean uh if it was going to happen at least it was after the season ended well i mean i just think about uh, my guys on the team that got sick and carl long my team owner that got really sick like i did uh you know you you can't operate a racing team without your team your crew members and uh you know, uh, you know, just thinking how sick Carl was and how sick I was. I mean, you know, from one weekend to the next, we we never could have recovered uh, uh, from. And man, you guys know I got a lot of energy. You know what I mean? And I got to burn that energy off during the day, whether I'm at the racetrack or I'm back here in Dallas, Texas, where I live. I just got a lot of energy. I do a lot of things. You know. And uh, I, I uh, just today, I feel like that I'm about 90% uh, recovered energy-wise, but I still don't feel like I have 100% of my energy back. And uh, I'm not real sure uh, to listen to you talk, Tyler, uh, that, you know, if, if we'd have got COVID prior to Phoenix, I don't, I may not erase the last race, you know, the Xfinity race or the cup race. And man, that would have been, uh, that would have hurt me worse than having COVID. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, but, uh, but anyway, I, I, you know, I guess uh, if we were going to get sick, uh, the timing of everything was pretty spot on, but man, I, you know, no matter what the timing is, nobody wants to get COVID. I surely didn't. And I don't want any of my family to get COVID. I don't, I want you guys, your family. No, I, I wish, you know, obviously the whole world's gotten it or, you know, or, or have gone through COVID some shape, form, or, you know, somebody in their family. But man, I just don't wish that on anybody. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel good. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's awful. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, we, we always talk about the trickle down effects of, uh, of COVID, of, you know, what it does and such. And Dominic, I mean, even in your case, I mean, you found yourself uh, having to quarantine after uh, being out there in Phoenix too. I did, yes. I mean, fortunately, I mean, I had to get tested, but came back negative, no problem on that. But yeah, I did quarantine there for a few days up in Santa Fe. So was out of work for a few days, but that's okay. You know, it, it's better to err on the side of safety in a situation like this. And I'll never fault anybody for wanting to take a preemptive measure or a precautionary measure. And that's what happened out here, but yeah, no, no harm, no fell, but yeah, I mean, I know others weren't as fortunate as that. And some, some did get COVID, but I mean, from the sound of it, it sounds like people have recovered, especially the people we were in contact with over the last few weeks. And there was a case in the media center as well with one of our NASCAR media core reporters as well. But yeah, you just never know with with COVID-19. It's a very, very strange situation. You never know what to expect. But again, you can't fault anybody for wanting to take precautionary measures. Right. And, you know, I, I look at all this, too. You know, this is all a reminder of, you know, we're still in this pandemic, although the, the numbers have dropped off, you know, what they were and such that, you know, we're still going through this and, you know, people are still being affected, you know, their lives and such. But, you know, also on the front of the sport and such, I mean, you know, guys, you know, I, I know, you know, David and, you know, some of the team from uh, MBM, you know, did end up getting it. But, uh, Dominic, we're, we're just not talking about, you know, COVID nearly as much affecting this sport when we see, um, you know, that – I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think any driver missed a race this year from COVID compared to last year when you had Jimmy Johnson, Austin Dillon, just to name a few – 
Um, I mean, the way that the fo- the sport has handled it from, you know, we talked about it with Matt Humphrey a few weeks back, winning, you know, sport of the year from Sports Business Journal and such. I mean, this this sport, credit to NASCAR. They've done a really good job of managing these circumstances on, uh, you know, all the way back to March of last year of the hand that they've been dealt. The only one I can think of, Tyler, offhand, and I want to say it was in May, and it was a COVID precautionary measure, was Justin Haley missing the Xfinity and the Cup Series race, but he got the waiver and went off without a hitch. And Josh Berry filled in in the Cup race, if I remember correctly, for him. But outside of that, you're right. There hasn't been there, – there wasn't a big shutdown. There weren't a lot of drivers missing races. Yeah, NASCAR took it as serious as they could. And, again, the precautionary measures paid off. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, David, before we move on and get to a lot of news and notes that are happening in the NASCAR world, uh, just any any final thoughts or any message that you want to pass along to the folks? I know there was a lot of people that reached out to you and were praying for you. I know my family, we, we had you, you know, we were praying for you and such for your recovery. Anything uh, you want to pass along to the folks that were just thinking of you here the last week or so? Man, what a – I mean, <laughs> I mean – you know, the people that reached out and text and called and all that, man, it's just uh, a lot of love out there. You, you know what I mean? You just uh, have uh, great friends. Uh, you know, you just, you know, really realize how many great friends you got out there till you get sick or somebody sends you, they're praying for you or, or get well soon. Just am- amazing. You know, it's amazing. Um you know, and it's amazing to me. I didn't even know that anybody knew I was sick. You know, my phone, people were texting and calling. And I'm like, man, how do people even know I'm sick? You know what I mean? And, um, and somebody said, hey, man, I heard you got COVID. So how'd you hear I got COVID? I sure didn't tell anybody, just my wife, you know. And uh, and then somebody said, well, Carl Long was on the radio telling the whole racing community that you know, all the team members and myself and him, uh, we we got COVID. So I was wondering, like, man, how does everybody know that I'm sick? You know what I mean? So uh, it was my great friend and my team owner, Carl Long, who told everybody. But uh, but anyway, man, just thank you to all of the fans and, and, and my friends and everybody that uh, sent good, you know, sent me a great, Great messages uh, to get well soon and prayers and all that. You know, if somebody's praying for you, man, it don't get much better than that, dude. That's for sure. That's for sure. So uh, with that, David, uh, it feels like now the offseason actually begins for you. You went from Phoenix to having COVID and being at home. So now that that's out of the way, what is on tap for you now over these next few weeks is – we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, holiday season, of course, coming up. For the, Lay it out there for the folks at home. What What's going on in your world as we're about, what, 75 days away from the clash uh, there in Los Angeles? Well, the reality of it is, man, I'm, I've been working in my yard, <laughs> planting flowers and putting new mulch down and uh, getting all the acorns and the leaves out of my yard and uh, – hanging up Christmas lights and, uh, man, getting ready for Thanksgiving, uh, spending some time catching up, being a dad. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's super important. You know, I obviously getting sick and getting COVID, you know, and when I finally tested negative and then had to wait a while to be able to see my family, you know, I finally got to see them spend as much time, uh, you know, uh, as I could with them and uh but you know uh excited uh man i love thanksgiving i I love the christmas time i love the meaning of christmas and just getting together with our loved ones uh for thanksgiving giving thanks to our family and and just god and just all that it's just you know i love that uh for everybody you know and uh but man, you know, the truth of the matter is um, I, I just got back from a sponsor meeting uh, this mm-hmm. evening and, uh, you know, uh, and as much as I try to enjoy the holidays with my family and catch up being a husband and a dad, I can assure you that uh, the stress level, uh, trying to make sure uh, that our great partners, uh, all of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors, uh, will hopefully come back and race with us again in 2022 uh, and trying to line up who, you know, hopefully 100% of them will come back. 
and we can uh, bring in some new ones. And uh, that's, you know, that's really during the holidays, a happy, cheerful time of season. I had to deal with that stress, but, uh, but man, we've uh, been working on it and uh, worked on it this evening and we'll work on it a little bit in the morning. And then after Thanksgiving, get right back to it. But uh, but man, want to make sure that uh, that we're going to be uh, racing racing strong in 2022, and make sure all our wonderful, lovely partners will come back and race with us. So uh, you know, as 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 much as I try to enjoy the holidays, uh, you know that 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 weighs heavy on my mind, and making sure we can get all that accomplished so we can figure out how we're going to race and what we're going to race in 2002. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. Certainly going to be an interesting uh, you know, several uh, weeks <laughs> weeks ahead when we have uh, stuff to announce. Uh, you'll be the first to hear it on uh, Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Let's go ahead and get to our news and notes segment in just one moment. Just a reminder that the folks at Whataburger cook up 100% pure beef burgers 24 hours a day. You can get your burger fix anytime, day or night at Whataburger. Proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. What a burger. Dominic, a lot to get to on the news and notes front. And probably the biggest of those, correct me if I'm wrong, if this is even not the biggest of those, is the practice and qualifying format for 2022 has been released, and uh, it's a little complicated, actually. It's a little complicated, Tyler. I'm still trying to figure it out myself, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But NASCAR did announce earlier this week, I believe on November 21st, qualifying is returning to all, or at least the Cup Series, all 36 events in 2022. All three series. All three series, great. So there's going to be 15-minute practices, the ovals, and there'll be a final round of Group A and Group B qualifying session when it comes to those races at those racetracks, two rounds at the super speedways, single car runs, and then a Group A and Group B qualifying format on the road courses as well. And then the Bristol Dirt Track, there's the Bristol Dirt Race, rather, they're going to be doing like a first chance, second chance, third chance, and fourth chance qualifier session. A lot to unpack with it, but hey, we're getting pole winner awards back out in 2022. All 36 races. David, uh, I, what, what do you make of uh, this return to a practice and qualifying full-time in 2022? Man, uh, Dominic, Tyler, to be honest with you, I, 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 I knew that news that, that news had come out about qualifying and practicing and, and kind of like what y'all are saying, it's complicated. And I haven't really wrapped my head around understanding how it's all going to work. Uh, you know, I got fish to fry uh, before I have to worry about that. Uh, I, I'm excited for the fans to know that, you know, there's a lot of fans that come two or three days early uh, to a racetrack. Uh, to see practice and to see qualifying, you know what I mean? And, and man, I love to practice and I like to qualify myself. And I think it's all exciting. Um, it's not your traditional, you know, two hours of practice and you come in the next day or that evening and you qualify, you know what I mean? Obviously, uh, it's, it's come back way different from what we know of qualifying and practice in the past. Uh, I just kind of had a chance to understand it. You know, I was just listening to Dominic explain it, and I still, you know, just what little I've heard about it and hearing Dominic talk about it, I still don't understand it, uh, how the format's going to be laid out. Obviously, it's different from a road course, different from a super speedway to your just your traditional mile and a half to a short track, but the cool part about it is there's going to be practice. There is going to be qualifying. I heard, I guess, last chance races. Uh, and, and and for me, uh, that's exciting, you know. But to understand all of it right now, I, I can assure you that I'm a little bit confused by it. And I'm sure I'll learn and understand it over time. You know what I mean? Before we get to Daytona, I'll completely understand it. But right now, it's still a little confusing, uh, to say the least. Well, and, and Dominic, what I took away from it, and like we said, we're still trying to figure all this out, but it seems like that these practice and qualifying sessions are going to be made for TV events. In the past, 
you know, you, you turn on practice and that's background noise. You know, you have it on while you're, you know, drinking coffee or getting other work done and such. Um, this is to be more geared toward what we've seen in F1 where, you know, people make a point to try to have appointment viewing for qualifying practice and uh, qualifying sessions and such. Like the way that this is formatted, uh, it's all together. I mean, you're going to get it in, in one TV setting here. Absolutely. Maybe it's more on an efficiency side, but you're right. I think the TV partners do have a big hand in this as well. I mean, to be honest, the, the TV partners do fork over a lot of money for NASCAR television rights, and I'm sure they had a big hand in having the format the way it's going to be in 2022. It does seem like a made-for-TV event. I thought about it like that, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I guess I don't understand uh, how you're explaining it. Uh, you're going to have practice and qualifying in the same show on television. I mean, what do you what do you can you explain it a little bit better, Tyler? I guess I'm a yeah. Little bit so like, lost. okay, here here's an example. So um, you have some of the tracks, just a 15 minute practice session, and then qualifying is going to be right afterwards it's going to be bang bang and basically going to be held back to back and so the tv networks in theory okay let, let's you know looking at a tv situation normally you would have what we called dominic fast friday right you know yeah. okay here's a practice session now here's a qualifying session now here's another series in their practice session now we're going to go to this qualifying session and all three different series would be spread out throughout the day with practice and qualifying sessions. Well, now what we're going to do is, okay, from let's say 3 o'clock Eastern time to 4.30 is practice for cup and qualifying back-to-back. -back. And in that 90-minute window, here it all is right here, right now on FS1 or on CNBC, USA Network, you name it, whatever. So for that time period, here is your practice, here's your qualifying, and you're going to watch it on TV all at once. It is a, a made-for-TV thing. Am I describing that right here, Dominic? I would say so, yeah, because you're right. When it used to be in the past, when you have three-day shows, especially if two series were at the same track, practice and then qualifying and then another series i see what you're talking about on that at least this way it's all packaged up for lack of a better term into like a nice 90 minute tv format for the tv partners it is certainly tailored and geared for the viewer at home and with the tv networks in mind yeah uh that's how i would describe it uh and we'll see ultimately how it pays out it plays out but the other part of this too, David, when you have a brand new car like this, I know that we've seen great racing the last two years without practice and qualifying. Brand new car out there. NASCAR didn't have a choice but to bring back practice and qualifying with this new car. These drivers need the seat time. Man, I'm just listening to you speak. And man, I mean, I'm, I'm 15 minutes. That Did you say 15 minute practice? Hell, that's nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, 15 minutes. I mean, are you are you serious? I mean, practice is only going to be fifteen minutes at some tracks. Yes, that's. I mean, that is. I mean, I, I'm just sitting here listening to you speak again. I have not wrapped my head around the the format of everything, but wow! I mean, that's not much of a practice. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I might uh, be in the bathroom sometimes longer than fifteen minutes. No, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, fifteen minutes when you're making a couple of lap runs and making a change or something. Hell, I, I mean, that's only going to – I mean, you're going to make three laps and try to come in and make an, a, a, a chassis adjustment and get back out and make three more laps. Hell, you're going to be out of – you're going to be out of practice time. You know what I mean? So, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot to wrap my head around. I still don't understand, but 15 minutes, wow. And, and then – you know, the, the, the new car for the Cup Series, uh, obviously they had a two-day test last week in Charlotte. Uh, I have not spoken to a lot of people about it, but, yeah, it's interesting. And, and I think NASCAR needed to have a practice session for everybody, especially on the Cup side. But, man, 15 minutes, I mean, I don't even know if I call that a practice session. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's that's fair. That's fair to say. Mm -hmm. Dominic, what else we got? So some of the NASCAR news and notes headlines. Celebrating a wedding over the weekend, actually three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Tony Stewart and his fiancée Leah Pruitt married over the weekend in Cabo San Lucas. Video was posted on Instagram by Marco Andretti, and the two finally tied the knot. Stewart is 50, and Leah is 33. Yeah, nice work uh, from Tony. Uh, big congrats to the happy couple. Leah, of course, running uh, NHRA next year. Uh, Going to be running for the newly formed Tony Stewart Racing. So uh, how about that there, uh, David? Uh, big congrats to uh, Tony and Leah. I know that uh, you've always been a big fan of Tony, and, and uh, this is a long time coming. We've been giving him a hard time. He's been hanging out with that monkey about the time that he actually got a real part. Well, I mean, you know, he, he uh, man, he's always just been such a cool dude and a good friend and obviously a hell of a competitor. You know, I consider one of the all-time best. But, you know, it's, it's you know, over the years, and you guys have heard it too, a lot of people give him a hard time because he's never really settled down, you know. And, and I, you know, and, and, you know, he's had a lot of different girlfriends and such and such. But, you know, he, uh, you know, hey, there's there's no, uh, you know, I, I, I would never give him a hard time because he to each their own, you know, everybody, some people want to get married young, someone if he can get married later, I mean, there's no, you know, everybody's different on how, how they view that. And uh, obviously, Tony's been really busy racing over all these years, but I can, uh, you know, I mean, just like you guys and everybody else, I mean, Leah, man, she uh, she stopped him in his foot tracks. That's for sure. You know, I all I was just hearing was how in love Tony was, and uh, you know, you'd see some social media posts, and man, this he fell hard for her. You know what I mean? And uh, man, uh, you know, from what I've heard and and what little I've seen, I mean, he he was truly uh, fell for Leah, and uh, man, I'm happy for him and uh, for them to. To, to come together in marriage and to marry each other. I mean, congratulations to Tony, you know, and, and uh, you know, as, as, as much as everybody gave him a hard time, a hard time uh, for never being married for all these years and not finding that right person, he, uh, I think it, it uh, patience for him worked out. I, I feel like, uh, you know, he married the per perfect partner. Both of them did, and they both love motorsports. And uh, man, good for good for Tony, man. I'm I'm excited for him, and uh, you know, for that chapter of his life. And uh, uh, it's kind of fun to 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 share a cool life that Tony Stewart has. I mean, for me personally, and getting married and sharing my racing and my whole life with my wife is just, there's nothing, there's nothing greater than that. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy for Tony and Leah, man. That's pretty cool. Any, uh, marriage advice for Tony? <laughs> uh, man, I'm, I'm not one to, to give any advice on, on, on that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, uh, you know, Hey, we all do the best we can. Happy, happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm not real sure if, uh, you asked my wife if it's always been a hundred hundred ten percent happy wife, happy life, you know what I mean? But hey, uh I, I we just do the best we can do. I mean, I don't know if there's any perfect situation out there, but uh but uh, you know, it's uh I'm blessed to have the wife I have and, and the family I have and, and uh nothing more more that's everything. That's why I work, that's why we do you know, to share that with your family and, and uh, it don't get any better than that. You know what I mean? But given marital advice, I don't think I'm the right person for that. <laughs> well, well, Dominic, uh, you and I definitely aren't. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're not qualified to give that. No. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh, congrats again to uh, Tony and Lee on that front. Dominic, what else? And it's big penalties in the NASCAR Xfinity series, including one driver, Suspended definitely for violating the NASCAR substance abuse policy and another owner driver penalized 75 points for the 2022 season. And the season hasn't even started. We'll start with the first one. Cesar Baccarella was indefinitely suspended, suspended by NASCAR after NASCAR announced on Monday that he had violated the substance abuse policy to support the team. Alpha Prime Racing, that he's slated to go racing with in 2022, released a statement saying that he had unknowingly taken a workout supplement that was on the banned substance list, but has already enrolled in the NASCAR Road to Recovery program. And Mike Harmon 
and his team, Mike Harmon Racing, received a 75-point penalty after the 74 car was run at an exhibition charity event at Rockingham Speedway. As you may or may not be aware, NASCAR has the rule in place where teams are not allowed to test at any facility for whatever reason, unless it is a NASCAR-sanctioned or a Goodyear-sanctioned approved test. This was not one of those events. Mike Harmon Racing and Mike Harmon are appealing the penalty. Uh, David, uh, the, the Mike Harmon one, to me, that one, I feel bad for, for Harmon because uh, he was driving a Dodge, which isn't even in the sport anymore. And it was a charity event. I mean, like, my goodness, did did he really need to get fined and suspended for that? I mean, like, come on. Well, let me say something before David interjects. They did take two cars to the session. They did run the Dodge Challenger, but there was also, from what, from what I was told, the second vehicle that was on the track was also raced in the Xfinity Series this year. There were two vehicles on the track. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe that second one makes a little more sense. But um, but for a Dodge out there, when was the last time we ran a Dodge? 2018. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Harm has been doing this a long time. I uh... – you know, it's just – it's hard to comment on it because I don't really know really all the details behind it. Uh, you know, it was really nice of Mike Harmon uh, to raise money for whatever charity that they were raising money for. Uh, I mean, that's that's uh, pretty uh, generous, and, and Harmon's a great guy. Uh, you know, obviously they were raising money for a charity, and I don't know the situation – uh, you know, and that's a wonderful thing. Unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, that NASCAR's uh, testing policy is pretty strict. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, even though it was just a charity event, they were probably charity for, I, I don't know enough about it to really comment on it. But, you know, uh, Harmon's been doing this a long time. Uh, you know, I'm sure if he there was any questions about it, whether it was legal or not, that he would have probably gotten in touch with NASCAR. But man, I, I can, uh, you know, I, I guess from a, uh, you know, you can view it from different angles. Uh, you know, he was just doing a, a, just a really uh, raising money for a charity, uh, which is a blessing. Uh, somebody would take all their race cars, equipment, and whatever, and do that. Uh, but you know, uh, you know that NASCAR has a racing testing policy. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. I don't know enough about it. It's just a shame. I hope NASCAR and Mike Harmon. You know, I hope they can talk it out and figure something out it's uh i feel bad for mike Harmon to start the season off uh, with a big deficit and and dominic you said how many points did he lose 75 points and the most points you can make up in one race is 60 i mean that's a lot of points to start off the year you know you go to daytona and you know i don't know where mike's cars are and points and but man that's a big deal uh, and then, the, and then the financial side of it. Uh, how much? What was the fine, uh, Dominic? Fifty thousand dollars to the crew chief. I mean, fifty thousand dollars for Mike Harmon racing. I mean, that's we're Mike. Mike's got competitive cars, and uh, he's a big part of the NASCAR Xfinity Series. But I don't know if there's any team out there that it, that that's comfortable uh, giving up a fine of 50 grand. That's a big hit for a smaller team like Mike Harmon's, you know? So uh, anyway, it's hard to comment on it. I, I feel bad for Mike uh, because he was doing something that was, uh, it was just, uh, you know, it's cool that our whole racing community, team owners, drivers, everybody involved, we, we have all the charities that we're involved in and try to raise money for different organizations and different charities. You know, it's just unfortunate uh, the way they went about it may not fit the NASCAR policy. And uh, hopefully they can work this out. Mike can appeal it. Uh, the NASCAR sanctioned body will hear. You know, hopefully they can come up with some type of solution where the fine is not as big and he won't lose all those points. But I, I just feel bad for the whole situation because – because Mike Harmon's a great guy. He's got a great little team, and no and no team really can afford fifty grand. 
for for a penalty like that and a fine like that. And uh, hopefully they can come come uh, through this appeals uh, uh, um, process okay. so they can come up with a, a solution that benefits everybody. Yeah, hopefully so. And uh, Dominic, it really brings up a whole nother discussion uh, too about the uh, testing format. Uh, we haven't seen NASCAR allow testing in a long time, and it used to be a huge part of this sport. And when the recession hit back in 2008, I think that's when they really started to cut back and such. Uh, what do you think, Dominic? Uh, you know, what, what about the idea of having uh, more test sessions again? Do you think uh, that's, that's a route NASCAR should look into? Maybe so. And I remember drivers at Phoenix telling us in their little media slums that this was going to be like the busiest offseason in recent memory because there was next-gen tests. And that was something that was going to be keeping a lot of the drivers and teams busy over the 2021 to 2022 offseason. But Tyler, I remember a time, granted, I was a kid, 10, 11, 12 years old and a fan of the sport at that time, not covering it. But seeing on NASCAR.com, going on jayski.com, seeing these preseason Daytona Thunder tests in January, Las Vegas. Oh, they were wearing them in primetime on speed. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I do miss that. I, and I get why NASCAR cut it back over the years to help save teams money. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the right balance is with that. But, I mean, you look at a team like Mike Harmon Racing, right, no matter what happened, whether – they are found guilty or innocent and the penalty is upheld or it's repealed. $50,000 is a lot of money to you, to me, to David, but especially to a small team like that, where they're not running on millions and millions of dollars every year, like a powerhouse organization is, they're going to feel that a lot more. That's, and, I, and I can see why they're appealing the penalty as well, but gosh, that's a lot of money to, to anybody, but especially to a small team like that, that's, that's a lot. David, uh, what do you think about the whole uh, idea of testing? Uh, uh, we, we mentioned Tony Stewart earlier. He was a guy that never liked to do testing. He was always finding himself at the Chili Bowl or any uh, sprint car <laughs> races and tried to avoid testing in January. Uh, what say you? Would you like to see NASCAR do, allow more testing again? Man, for me, I, I mean, you know, if testing was fun, I mean, you know, when uh, then when we tested a lot in the off season, you know, I was with the team that had the funding, the budgets behind them. Uh, you could go test and try different things. And and every anytime any race car driver is making laps in a race car, I feel like it's making you a better driver. You you the feel you want to feel, educating yourself, trying different setups. Uh, just educating the engineers, the crew chief, the drivers on what works, uh, uh, different theories that, that you, that your engineers come up with to test it and see if it works, you know, but, you know, I love testing. Uh, I, I loved it personally. I, I love running laps and learning something to see what changes we were making, whether we're making the race car better or worse. I loved it. I love every aspect of it. But when NASCAR banned uh, testing, I understood it because, uh, you know, I was – and then when they banned, I was with teams that we, we were – we didn't have a big budget. And there was a lot of teams we competed with could test all winter long and really gain a valuable advantage and compared to the racing teams that didn't have the budget and couldn't go test. You know what I mean? So – I, you know, I, I love both sides of it, depending on what side you're on. You know, if, you, if you're driving for a team and, you know, you got a big powerhouse budget or you got a good budget and you can afford to go test and to make your racing team and your race cars better, I'm all for that. But being on the other side of it where your budget's not that big, you don't have the resources or the funding to be able to go test and then – the bigger teams test and that much more better. Uh, so I kind of like the testing policy. It keeps, it kind of keeps the competition equal. Nobody can go test. And whether you got millions and millions of dollars that you could go test or you're with the team that doesn't have really any budget to be able to test, I think it kind of keeps the competition closer to each other, not having testing. But, but I'm a guy, a driver that loved it when it was in place and I was with teams that could afford to do it. There's a lot of benefit there. But, uh, but anyway, I see both sides of it. 
and uh, I, I'm still okay with the testing policy that we do have uh, for the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. There is no testing policy. We can't go to any track in the country and test, and I'm good with that. Uh, and I think talking about the cup side with this new car coming out in 2022, I think there's a lot more testing in the off-season obviously that we've seen in years past because of this new car, they're trying to get it where it drives better, where the teams understand it. Uh, I mean, any, any, any kind of setup or anything that we've had in 2021, I think anything you can throw it out the window. I'm talking about you're starting from scratch zero. There's no notes. There's no anything. So, uh, I think all the teams are pretty equal uh, with setups and everything because it's completely different from anything that we used, used setup-wise or anything. I don't think there's no parts and pieces on the race car uh, that we use this year that we can use in 2022. So anything that happened in 2021, I think there's not any aspects of it that you can take into 2022. So I think the testing that NASCAR is going to have or allow for the cup side is, is critical uh, to, to, to the racing season for next year. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And uh, it's a very good point. We will get to our Ask David segment in just one moment before we do. Stop by Whataburger for a hot, hearty breakfast any morning or late at night. They're serving up breakfast from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. Proud to serve hot and fresh 24 hours a day. What a burger. We ask, we ask you each week here on Let's Go Racing to send us questions, which you can address on email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com, Facebook, David Star Podcast, or on Twitter at Star Podcast. And uh, let's go ahead and start with the uh, email inbox. The uh, first question, this comes from Leon. Leon wants to know, David, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, man, that's – man – all of it, but my favorite. No, I mean, I, I, man, I love to eat, man. The pumpkin pie and turkey and dressing, and you know, my my uh, growing up as a kid, uh, my dad's side of the family, the star side of the family. But you know, my my dad and my uncle Mike, you know, they're two boys out of nine children. The rest were my aunts, you know, and all my cousins. And, uh, man, it was such a big feast with such a huge family. You know, I, one of the things I love with turkey and dressing, and, the, man, the, the, the gravy that we put on our turkey and our dressing, I mean, the, the turkey broth and, and the dressing, oh, my God, I just <laughs> makes my mouth water now, you know what I mean? But, man, I'm a, I'm a turkey guy, man. I love turkey and, and dressing and uh, – I don't know how to cook any of it or make any of it, but I love to eat it up, man. It's so delicious, but that's my favorite part, uh, the dressing and turkey. And, and what about you guys, man? That's a cool question. What about you guys? Man, I love stuffing. That's my favorite, uh, you know, when it comes to Thanksgiving. I got to have my stuffing, but I love turkey. I love ham, all of it. You know, give it to me. Put it all on my plate. Dominic, are you a turkey or are you a ham guy or, or both? So, so we do make both usually for Thanksgiving every year. The turkey has my heart. Then now I'm curious too. I'll answer the question, but I want to hear your guys' answers too. I know there's always a regional spin or a regional touch that everybody puts on their Thanksgiving meal, like here in the state of New Mexico. So if you're from New Mexico, you're listening along, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have gravy and red chili as a side that you could put on your mashed potatoes. So red chili is always a nice little staple with Thanksgiving meals in New Mexico. That's something I'm always looking forward to. Is there some sort of regional Texas spin or Oklahoma spin that you guys put on your Thanksgivings? Uh, you know, for, for us, you know, I, I, my family, you know, has Southern roots, you know, in, in, uh, in Tennessee and such. And so, like, I mean, you better believe there's just going to be a lot of butter. You know, I mean, <laughs> lots of butter. I mean, we'll have mashed potatoes that we'll just put, you know, probably a couple sticks of butter in the mashed potatoes and don't need gravy, just put butter on it. So I would say that's probably, uh, we go to our southern roots. I mean, there's going to be uh, more butter than I'll probably eat all year long. What about you, David? Well, man, I'm, you're uh, you're spot on, man. I like like my, my mashed potatoes with a lot of butter on them. But, man, with, you got turkey dressing, mashed potatoes, 
and that chicken, that that turkey broth, man, it just it's amazing, amazing. And mashed potatoes with the with the dressing and turk, man, I just godly guys, that's I just freaking love it, man. You know, we don't. I, hey, I'm I'm half my mom. You know, my mom's from Mexico. Uh, I love our hot sauce. But man, when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner for me, I don't want any hot sauce anywhere, man. I want my traditional turkey and dressing and, and turkey broth and mashed potatoes. And you know, I'm pretty uh pretty simple guy that way, but uh there's no hot sauce for me on any of my Thanksgiving anything. <laughs> All right, here's our next question. This comes from Jennifer. Jennifer writes, David, what is the best fortune you've ever gotten from a fortune cookie? Well, man, you know, uh, I've had a lot of fortunes lately because Dominic gave me a whole complete uh, uh, plastic case of just a bunch of uh, fortune cookies, and I love eating them, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I try not get too wrapped up in what the fortune reads, you know what I mean? Because That's my favorite part. They, I don't even like the cookies. What's that? That's my favorite part. I don't even like I, to eat the fortune dude, cookies. Dude, I, I love the cookies. I love the cookie part, you know what I mean? But, man, it just seems like, uh, you know, I'm just all about how good those cookies taste, and they're crunchy. And, and uh, But, man, the fortunes, man, I, I don't know. I've had some great ones over the years. But, uh, but hey, uh, man, I, I, I've been blessed, you know what I mean, to, to have the life and to be able to do what we guys do, get to do week in and week out, and be involved in, in on the media side, the racing side. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm had more handed, you know, I've done more than, than I deserve, you know, and, and I feel like the good Lord has blessed me. Uh, you know, I'm sure somewhere along the way, there was a fortune that said, Hey, you're going to live your dream. I've probably seen it, but, Man, it's, 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 I'm just, you know, it's, it's been amazing, but I can't remember years and years back of opening up a fortune cookie and it said that it was going to turn out like it turned out. You know, I don't remember that, but, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it's great. I love my fortune cookies. I don't pay too much close attention to what the fortunes tell you in them. <laughs> I, I fortune said live every day like it's your birthday or, or wait, that, that may have been a David Starr quote. That sounds well, like a David Starr fortune cookie. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, is, is, I mean, that's that's how you live, man. You should live every day like it's Christmas and our birthday. You know, if we live that way, uh, you don't have to look too far to your left or your right to understand how blessed we all are. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. My, favorite, I think, my yeah. favorite fortunes, in all honesty, are the ones that always tell me that something like uh, something good is in your future. Something's awaiting you. I'm like, all right. Um, let's go. Let's get at it. You know, <laughs> bring, bring it on. But the reality of it is you're living in it right now, dude. I mean, having a job like you have and doing what we do and, and uh, man, I mean, we, we got, you know, we're, we're, I mean, all three of us are fortunate. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, how about, how about you, Dominic? Uh, any fortunes come to mind? Nothing comes to mind. I'm not really a superstitious person, and I'm like David, man. And I actually have some of those cookies over here too, Dad. <laughs> Been snacking. Hold on, on hold on. Okay. Crack that open. Let's see what your fortune is. You want me to crack it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's let's do this live on the podcast. Dominic's right. gonna open a fortune cookie and read the fortune, no matter how embarrassing. Ooh, here we go. This is a, a David Star worthy fortune for 2022. You will win success in whatever you attempt. How about that for a fortune? I like that, man. It just, hey, when it comes down to it, it just, hey, man, it's just hard work and dedication and passion for what we do. And I think if you have all that, you're going to be successful, man. You don't need a fortune cookie to tell you that. I think we <laughs> know that. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so our podcast is going to get better and racing is going to get better. And, and you know, I just feel like – uh I just feel that energy, uh, you know what I mean? And, and I like, I'm kind of like you, Dominic. I don't need to – I'm not too superstitious on what fortune cookies tell me. I mean, I think it's up to us guys to go make things happen. And, and I think we've all done pretty well for ourselves. And we're going to keep working hard and make it even better. I think so, too. And I, I got to flip Jennifer's question on its head there, Tyler. What's the best fortune or 
the most memorable one you can remember getting from a cookie since you don't eat them? Oh, well, that's what I was saying was the ones that always uh, tell me something near uh, is happening, something good in my future. You know, that's what comes to mind. You know, I've gotten that one yeah. a few times. Those well, are my so, personal favorites. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, though. They're so vaguely written, Tyler, they can be applied to anything, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess you can make it that way. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, always a lot of fun doing this show uh, each and every week. And uh, David uh, – as uh, we enter this uh, Thanksgiving holiday, uh, I'll add another question that wasn't submitted, but I'm sure it's on everybody, every, everybody's mind. Uh, what are you thankful for, David? Man, I'm God's. I'm man. I'm just so thankful and blessed for my mom and dad, my brothers and my sister, my kids, my wife. I'm just thankful for. The, the my family and my friends man I'm, I'm just I'm just thankful for everything man I mean for the life we got you know I'm thankful for knowing you guys and being able to have our podcast and you know I'm thankful to be part of a, a sport a, such an awesome sport I mean I'm, I'm just man I, I'm, I'm just I'm blessed more than I deserve you know and and I think and the number one thing is just I'm, I'm thankful for my health. Uh, I'm thankful that I can still race, and, and I'm so passionate and love it like it was the first time I ever raced. Uh, but man, I'm just just everything, man. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm uh, I'm just thankful for everything, man. You know, I'm thankful for the life I have and the wife I have and my kids and. Uh, my family and my mom and dad and everybody's health. Uh, and I think if we all have our health, you know, people, I hear people talk about, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to have money. And I feel like if you have your health, if we're healthy, then we're filthy rich. You know what I mean? And people don't understand that, but I feel like if we have our health, we're healthy. Uh, that's man what else can we ask for man but i am thankful for the life i have no doubt about it and what about you guys tell give it to me let me hear it dominic tell me what you're thankful for buddy man i'm, I'm gonna echo a lot of what you had to say man I'm, I'm very thankful for the life i have the upbringing that i had i always tell everybody that i grew up in a very privileged household not that we had a lot of money or wealth or anything like that but the parents and the grandparents my aunt and uncle my brother all of us just we're, we're a very close, tight knit family, and I'm and I'm very thankful for that. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday because we gather as a family. And our family, we gather a lot, we really do. But it, it's even more special this year. We're very blessed and thankful to still have the people we have around us. I'm thankful for my girlfriend Felice and her family. I'm thankful for all the people I've come into contact with, all my family, all my friends, my faith in God. There's just so much to be thankful for. And in, an, in a world and in, in a time when it's so easy to hone in on the negative and to be bitter and to just only focus on the bad, we need to take that step back. And that's what I love about Thanksgiving. It gives us that time to just, what are we thankful for, right? That's what you asked us, Tyler. And there's just so much, and there's so many people and so many things to be thankful for in 2021. And, and it's my faith, my family, my friends, and everything else that God has blessed me with. I'm very grateful and thankful for the life that I have. And gosh, it's, it's a, it's an awesome life. How about you, Tyler? Well, well, uh, it's fitting, you know, next week is going to mark one year since we started this show. And, and I had to say right off the top, you know, I'm thankful for you guys and our listeners and everybody that's made this podcast possible um it's been a pleasure to bring this show each and every week and we're going to dive more into that stuff next week we'll save that for next week but you know i i wake up every day and i'm thankful that i live a life that's better than i deserve you know i mean every day you know getting to work a great job blessed with an incredible family great friends um you know there was i was reading this book uh by malcolm gladwell I uh, just finished it a couple of days ago called Outliers. And in life, you know, there's, we, we think of all these extraordinary people, right? And in actuality, there's no such thing as an extraordinary person. We're all just ordinary people. And with that, we all have different opportunities and different things that we're giving, given. And 
you know, life is about the opportunities you're given and what you do with it. We have this whole idea, this concept of the American dream and everybody getting there, you know, charting their own path. But in reality, that's just not the case. What is actually true is that everywhere you go, it's because of help you got along the way and taking advantage of that and, you know, one thing leading to another, not only you having the belief and putting the work into it, but somebody else being there for you and doing what they can to help you get there. So that to me, uh, it's humbling that where I'm going, where I'm headed, it's not all about me. It's not me at all. It's uh, the work I put in because people that have been put in my path that have helped me along the way. So that's what, that's what get drives me, motivates me. It's to work hard for those that have helped me out. I owe it to them to give 100% efforts and go as far as I can because of the people that have invested in me all these years, I owe it to them to put my best foot forward. So that's what, that's what I'm thankful for. Man, man both of those beautiful, man, it's beautiful. I love hearing that, man. That's awesome. A um, couple of housekeeping notes uh, before we go, we've been doing some giveaways, some stuff that we've been promoting. Um, the uh, Connectus phone giveaway. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, Chrissy for being our winner uh, on that front. So uh, congrats to Chrissy. Be checking your inbox on Facebook. We'll be letting you know how to uh, get that phone from Connectus. And then uh, the, the books from, uh, from Brett Baer, uh, To Rescue the Republic, uh, fantastic book. I uh, got a couple of those that we need to give away. Jessica wins one. Uh, we also got one. Uh, going down my list here uh, for Zach. Uh, I've got another for uh, Marlene. Um, and uh, got one for Ronnie. And uh, and uh, let's see, who's the other one here? Uh, Katie. So congrats to our winners there. You guys be uh, checking your inbox on Facebook, giving those uh, books away. David, that's been awesome. Our, our partners, uh, we talk about Waterburger all the time, but connect us uh, doing that working with them at texas and then brett bear uh he's been so loyal and and uh you know his his book to rescue the public still a number one new york times bestseller man what a great book i'm i'm reading that thing and and is when i have spare times i pick up my book my brett bear book i mean it's amazing a great read very educational uh but man just you know we'll uh We'll have another podcast. We'll talk about all our different sponsors, but man, we're we're so thankful to have companies like Connectus, Brett Bear. You know, special report with Brett Bear to have Brett Bear part of our team. God, I, I, I you know, to have Waterbear, all the sponsors we have. I, I I just pinch myself because I mean, you know, amazing, amazing partners, great, great people and some cool giveaways and congratulations to our winners you know i hope they enjoy their uh their gifts uh their what they've won and uh pretty awesome man pretty awesome giveaways that's for sure that is uh for certain uh before we go uh on today's show uh dominic uh, tell us what's going on in uh, your world the next couple of days man yeah i'll be celebrating thanksgiving with my mom and dad and brother my grandma and grandpa aunt uncle and my cousin anthony and grants on Thursday, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm actually up here in Santa Fe right now, so Felice and I are going to celebrate a pre-Thanksgiving. Her brother, her, and myself on Wednesday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll spend the weekend together. Yeah, it's going to be a nice next few days to just really spend that ample family time and just spending time with the people you love. It's going to be a lot of fun. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I will be. Uh, I'm back in Oklahoma uh, for the next uh, few days, uh, spending time with family and and my dog too. Uh, my dog, awesome. Gordon, who uh, I don't know how many people know this. My dog, Gordon, he's about awesome. over 15 years old. Uh, Corgi wow. Hound Mix, named him after uh, my favorite NASCAR driver at the time, Jeff Gordon. You know, David, of course, my favorite driver now. He's one of my favorite, uh, too, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Gordon, uh, you know, he can, he, I think he's about blind and, you know, can hardly walk anymore, but, you know, he, he still gets around, you know, and so uh just join time my family my dog and you know have good thanksgiving so it'll be good and and uh, looking forward to that before i head back to Omaha on saturday david uh how about you uh you, you're staying down there in uh, in texas right 
Yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas uh, tomorrow. We'll finish up some projects I got going on around my house and uh, and get ready to, to spend the uh, Thanksgiving day with my, at my sister Melissa's house with my, with my mom and dad, my brothers Johnny and Jimmy and and uh, my wife and our kids and just, uh, man, enjoy the Cowboy football game and all the NFL games on TV. Just enjoy that turkey dinner with dressing and mashed potatoes and uh, gravy. And and, uh, and then I'm going to take my boys down to Houston. We're going to leave Dallas and go ahead to Houston uh, on Saturday morning. We're going to go down to the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston and we can go to the to the Autorama. I've been going to the Autorama show ever since I was four or five years old. It's kind of a tradition that I've done ever since I was four or five years old. I don't think we messed. I don't know if I've ever messed an Autorama. Even though I don't live in Houston anymore, I still take my boys down there. And every Thanksgiving weekend, uh, uh, since I moved up to Dallas, we go back down to Houston go visit some friends, some some relatives, and we go to the Autorama show and check out all the hot rides. And the cool thing about it is DJ and my little, my, my youngest one, Vance, man, they're like, Dad, when we going to the, we're going to the car show. They love seeing all the hot rides and all the cool cars and the, the new wheels and tires and all the cool stuff. They're like, they can't wait to go to the car show. You know what I mean? So, so it's going to be a, a fun Thanksgiving weekend this weekend. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody that listens to our podcast. Hope your family are happy, healthy, and everybody's safe. And, and just everybody just has a lot of love with, the, with your family for this uh, great weekend uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's for sure. We got to go. As always, make sure to subscribe to Let's Go Raising with David Starr. New episodes out each and every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit that like button, and uh, we certainly would appreciate it. You can uh, also find us on Twitter at Star Podcast. Uh, also on uh, Facebook, David Star Podcast, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com, a part of the Studio Soapbox Network with uh, shows out each and every day. This show, as well as my show, The Jones Report, and uh, the Coach Bono's podcast, Bevo Boys. Uh, definitely want to check out all those shows, as well as Raw Tools with uh, Luke Slabo on the uh, Studio Soapbox Network. For Dominic Argon, good star Tyler Jones. Put the checkered flag out in this episode, and... See you next week here on Let's Go Racing. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. So long.